Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Bass Podcast, the fishing show where size matters. I'm Terry Batisti. And I'm Ken Duke. Our producer and engineer is the lovely and talented voice of his generation, none other than Nathan Benson. In this episode of the Big Bass Podcast, well, we're we're going to go kind of far afield and do some weird stuff in this one. Uh, it started out, Terry, I wanted to see which states recognize things like cane pole records. And stuff like that. I wanted to see just where the lines were drawn for oh, a lot yeah. of states. So, yes, I looked at all 50 state fishing regulations, and which took way longer than I ever imagined and was more tedious than I hoped. And uh, I didn't really get a lot of the cane pole stuff that I was hoping for, but I found a lot of other weird things that I think is, is just as interesting, and I hope just as interesting to our audience. Uh, but it's um, it's all about some of the weird categories and things that different states around the country uh, acknowledge when they're looking at, at not just fish records, but in particular, I was concerned, of course, about bass records. Because, you know, a lot of fish records are are not game fish. They're considered rough fish like gar or carp or stuff like that. And it's pretty much a free for all as to how you can catch those things or, or harvest those things or just blow those things out of the water. But bass is usually treated a little more carefully. And, and that's where we're going with this episode of the Big Bass Podcast. We're going with some strange records around the country. And I want you to start it off. Well, thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to start off at a state that I actually lived in for about a year, uh, the state of Missouri, the Show Me State. Uh, and it's got some, I would say, uh, interesting rules associated uh, with their with their fish and game. Uh, and here, here, here's what, what they say in their regulations. You may take fish by pole and line, trot line, Trow line, limb line, throw line, yeah, yeah, oh, throw line, uh, limb line, bank line, and jug line. Ice fishing tackle or tip ups are considered a pole and line method. Now, that's I think that should be obvious. Um, Missouri recognizes the state record largemouth bass on a trot line, and their record is eight pounds two ounces on a trot line. Yeah. Uh, and, and they also have a limb-line largemouth bass record, which is four pounds, four ounces. And Missouri also recognizes the state record smallmouth bass on a trot line uh, in at two pounds, 11 ounces. And their limb-line smallmouth record is four pounds, two ounces. Uh, then also Missouri recognizes a state record spotted bass on a jug line at two pounds, 11 ounces. Yeah, I don't know these what to are, say. I... These are methods usually people are going after catfish. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, trot lines, limb a... lines, jugs. I, these are catfish you know, methods. Why don't, why don't they have a, a, a tournament circuit, a limb line tournament circuit? <laughs> oh, don't. don't I, I think Terry Battisti could be the Ray Scott of limb lining. For I'm just saying. <laughs> that limb starts could shaking you, in that willow tree, and oh, we got a good one. Bringing a, could you imagine bringing a 15-pound limit to the scale of limb line? 
I, I think that would be fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. <laughs> our, our next stop, not too far from Missouri, just uh, you got to yep. go through Arkansas and you get to Louisiana. And Louisiana recognizes two classifications of fishing records. They recognize rod and reel stuff, and they recognize fly rods. And for all their rules, they say fish has got to be caught in sport by sporting means on a rod, reel, and line. So they're kind of saying uh, no cane poles here because they're, they're specifying that a reel needs to be on there. But then they go on to say, or some other conventional form of regular fishing tackle. And that's a quote right out of their regs. So maybe a cane pole is allowed. It says that fish caught on hand lines, set lines, or any form of net, trap, or seine. A lot of the stuff that Missouri just said is okay. Louisiana says no go. And you also can't mutilate a fish by shooting it, foul hooking it, snagging it, or by any other fish. So if your fish has been mangled by a shark, for example, it will not be considered uh, something you can keep or something that could be registered as a record. So Louisiana, of all places, is actually a little tighter on their rules than Missouri. And, and you know, we've talked about this before. I think there are two states out there, Terry, that uh, the State Outdoor Writers Association is in charge of the records. Louisiana is one and Ohio is the other. Yeah. But one thing that's... We're, where Louisiana goes above and beyond, and I really admire them for this, is they maintain an official top 10 in many of the categories. So if you want to see the top 10 largemouth bass ever caught in the state, right there on the Louisiana yeah. Outdoor Writers Association site. So uh, good for folks in the, the sportsman state. Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to uh, Oregon, right? Remember, we did the Oregon largemouth bass and and their state yeah. department of fish and game. I thought it was a club. I thought. Five. Well, yeah, you're right. It was the Oregon Bass and Panfish Club. That's right. Do you have yeah. your Do you have your membership in that organization yet? Not yet. Not yet. Unbelievable, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Terry Batiste deserves an honorary membership in the Oregon Bass and Panfish Club. He yeah. He has given it more publicity than I dare say any member has in some considerable period of time. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't so know we need, that. need to step up and get Terry in the Oregon Bass <laughs> and Panfish Club. And, uh, oh, man. Uh, next up? Next up is the state of Nevada. The, uh, golly, the, the gambling state. I don't know what Nevada's called. Um, is anyway, Nevada a silver state? Yeah, it's a silver state. That's right. Yep. Um, anyway, Nevada's... State records are officially recognized by the Nevada Department of Wildlife, uh, and the records were established from the year 1968. So evidently, they had no fish prior to 1968 in the state of Nevada. Well, which, <laughs> which yeah, we all unfortunately, know. it's much worse than that. It's much yeah, worse exactly. than that, as you're about to tell us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the first year of the Nevada Trophy Fish Program, uh, and, you know, it's run through uh, December of 2022. Uh, the, 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 the sad thing about it is that all records prior to 1968 were expunged. No, all records prior, yeah, all, everything prior to that is expunged. And they it's acknowledge, they acknowledge that, there that there were bigger fish. fish. Exactly. They just don't <laughs> I mean, care. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, no, no boomer fish allowed. <laughs> They just don't care. Uh, and that's I sad. Just, 
Yeah, it's, it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, you know, the the other things that, that they got is the fish can only be taken with a hook and line attached to a rod and a reel, uh, and closely attended in the manner known as angling. I, you know, uh, okay. I mean, so you got a catfish, you got two rods out or even one rod out for catfish and you're fishing at night and you just happen to have a bell on the end of your rod, uh, and you doze off for sleep, you know, for a few minutes and you hear the, the bell ringing and you bring in a state record catfish. Are they not going to count because you were sleeping or I, I think they might I, they uh, they go into some of that detail uh, in the regs with a lot of these states. They talk a lot about closely attended, and and some of them set very clear standards, like you got to be within a hundred yards or something uh -huh. like that. I think if you've got a bell on the on the tip of your rod, uh, they're going to say it was closely attended. Um, mm -hmm. But but who knows? That, there's a lot of ambiguity in some of yeah. that stuff. Well, especially this last rule here. Where they say spear fishing and bow fishing is for unprotected fish only. What are the well, unprotected that, fish? I assume well, the that they have the a unprotected list. fish are are non game fish. Um, anything that's not a game fish is an unprotected fish. And they delineate what the game fish are. And of course, in All every right. state, a bass is considered a game fish, except Alaska, where they're not even mentioned. Uh, right. But every other state, bass is a game fish. Now, uh, in Minnesota. Minnesota divides its its uh, fishing records into two classifications. They have a weight classification, and they have a catch and release classification, and that's not unusual. There's there's a number of states that do that, um, but here's what's weird: in Minnesota, catch and release only applies to four species, just four, and none of them are bass. It only applies to muskie, <laughs> northern pike, lake sturgeon. And flathead catfish. So why? I, I don't know because they don't. Well, the short answer is they don't properly respect the bass. That's the short yeah. answer. Um, the this, long this answer. Is the state I'm sure that is, Al Linder and Ron Linder are from, and now, well, they're not. Well, they're from, from Illinois, Illinois, but right. <laughs> they they've lived most of their lives in in. Of course, Brainerd, Ron Minnesota. passed away. Yeah, but yeah. but Al and and Ron both lived most of the time in, in Minnesota, and and who has done more? Uh, I would say I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that go on a limb here and say that Al Linder is likely the greatest multi-species freshwater angler That's our country lived. has ever produced. How about that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd agree with that 100. percent Al Linder is a hero of mine, and um, yeah wonderful guy dynamic personality just uh mm -hmm. just a fabulous person and and i think maybe the greatest multi-species freshwater angler in american history i think so, that kudos to you need, al Lindner. i think that we need to corner al uh at some point in time and tell him to fight for the bass the small mouth <laughs> and the large mouth of well, minnesota because what do you do do you does that mean that you have to kill that fish in order to get the record? I yes, mean, usually that's what it means. That's that's a, that's exactly what it means. It's exactly that's, what that's it means. That's crazy. It's the same rule as in Massachusetts. Remember, we went through that whole Massachusetts thing. Yeah, you can't transport a live fish in Massachusetts. Yeah, that's nuts. It, it gets it's weird. Good. It gets yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, next up, 
Next up is Utah, uh, the state that I spent quite a bit of time in when I lived just up north uh, in Idaho. Uh, Utah's got catch and keep for weight and catch and release for length. So if you're going to catch and keep it, you're going to get a record possibly by, by weighing it. And if you release it, you can take a certified length and uh, let it go. Uh, also, they have spearfishing <coughs> set line and archery records. Uh, or actually, archery or bow fishing there is huge uh, for, for carp. Oh, um, not just for carp, Terry Batisti. Oh, not really? just for carp. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a couple minutes here, or a couple seconds. Uh, so they got spearfishing and set. The the crazy thing, and I did not know this, is that they actually have state spearfishing records for largemouth bass and for smallmouth bass. Who the heck is gonna spearfish Who for either of those? Evidently, for bass. Yeah, but evidently, some dude or angler got an eight pound eight ounce fish in 2011 a largemouth by spearfishing and then their record for smallmouth bass in the spearfish category is five two why these numbers <laughs> these weights are not terribly far off the uh the, the state record angling records yeah yeah and there's a trout uh, line record in utah for smallmouth at, at get this What's the weight, Terry? This is embarrassing. Who would even enter this fish? Go ahead, tell them. Tell them. One I pound, can't. one pound, one ounce in two thousand. One pound, one ounce on a trot hey. line, or as in some places they yeah. call it a set line. Who, whoever you are, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you register <laughs> oh that God. fish? Oh, Have you yeah. no pride, sir it's, or ma'am? It's horrible. It's horrible. Have you no pride? <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway. You know, I don't mind right. people. I don't mind there being spearfishing or trot lines or stuff like that allowed for bass. Doesn't bother me a bit. Uh, people like to eat these fish. Bass are only game fish and recognized as game fish in, in their earlier, earliest instances because they're good to eat. That's the only reason. But, but to set up angling records for them? when they're spearfished or on a trot line or a limb line or a, a jug to call that <laughs> angling. Really? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. It, it there's gets... no catch and release with a spearfish. <laughs> no, there's absolutely not. Uh, and, and you know what? And the irony is and this one, this one blows me away because we've been talking about some of the States that have records for weight and also have records for uh, catch and release. Those records are invariably yeah. based on length. Well, if you have a fish that that you enter in the catch and release category, you have to release that fish, which mm -hmm. usually makes it ineligible in the weight category. Yep. Which means that you can't hold both records. <laughs> your, mm -hmm. your fish might have been the longest and the heaviest, but you can't have both because of the screwy system. Anyway, yeah. I, I digress. In yep. Nebraska, Terry, right. in Nebraska... You're not allowed to snag fish and, and keep them. Uh, you can get them with a bow and arrow, but only using a hand-drawn hand -drawn longbow or crossbow. Uh, crossbow. You, or crossbow. Also in Nebraska, you cannot use a surface spear. You can't be standing above the water and spear a fish, but you can go below the water and spear them like with a spear gun. And believe it or not... <laughs> 
<laughs> they have a state record largemouth by bow and arrow, and that's 814. Jeez. And the state record largemouth by underwater powered spear is seven and a quarter. The state record smallmouth by bow and arrow, three pounds, nine ounces. State record smallmouth by underwater powered spear, five, twelve and a half. State record what it weighed before the spear blew out half of its guts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The state record spotted bass by bow and arrow, two pounds, six ounces. State record spotted bass by underwater spear gun, two pounds, seven ounces. Really, New England, really Nebraska? Really? That's what you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's there's nothing sporting about that at all. No. I, now, my you know, mind you, I, I think you know spear fishing, big tuna, uh, you know, or or you know some of the, the 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 sport fish in the ocean that they're you know free diving for. I think that's that's sport in itself because I you agree. have an opportunity of dying, right? Yes, <laughs> whenever you death is imminent or possible. I think that there's some sport in that, but come on, folks, a four pound bass. I, it just, are things that dull in Nebraska Has college football be. let you down that badly over the last few years that you've got to oh, acknowledge goodness. these records. Really? I mean, I'm from yeah. Georgia back to back national titles, but, but really are blah, things blah, that blah, bad blah. in Nebraska? Oh, yeah. You're up doctor. All right. We're going to talk, we're going to go to the Northeast and we're going to talk about Vermont, uh, where we're both, Caught and uh, released fish are not eligible for state record uh, consideration. So you got to kill it. You got to kill You've it. You got to kill it to be a state record. Yeah, exactly. The body of water where the fish was caught must be listed. I okay. love that rule, Terry. <laughs> I don't know. I love what? it. <laughs> so Joe's farm pond has to be listed in order for it to be considered a record-producing body of water. Or to have the opportunity to provide a record fish. Well, hey, I live in Florida, where the current state record was caught in an unnamed lake in Polk County, which is the county I live in. And and way before that, what should be the state record in Florida, caught by Fritz Friebel back in 1923. I hope you'll go back and watch that show. Um, he lied about the lake he caught it in. Yeah. So I like it. If they're telling us, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta list where it was caught," so yep. sign me up for that. Is that's a good rule? I like it. Yeah. So next rule would be fishing by means of hook and line in hand, or attached to a rod or other device in open water, or fishing by casting or trolling baited hooks, artificial flies, or lures. It's considered open water fishing, and it's required for bass. <laughs> Why Some interesting stuff here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's some different stuff, different rules. Mm -hmm. uh, Pennsylvania is the only state that has this rule, Terry. And, and digging through these state regs is, is a challenge. And the first thing I want to say about the state regs is we've all gone and purchased our license and picked up a hard copy of the state rules, state regs on fishing or hunting or whatever. And, and what a lot of people don't realize is those are really just the highlights put in layman's terms, okay? The actual regs are, are quite often legislation or at the very least an administrative uh, document 
that's been created by bureaucrats and lawyers. Uh, And it's a much more difficult document. And if you had to carry it around, it'd be the size of a big book. But anyway, this is the only time I've seen a rule, anything like this. Pennsylvania rule says, and I'm quoting here, it is unlawful to cast repeatedly into a clearly visible bass spawning nest in an effort to catch or take a bass. Pennsylvania has just outlawed bed fishing, Terry. And and it, I just got done reading John Alden Knight's book, Bass Fishing. And in that book, not only did they mention Hardin and H.W. Ross, but they specifically mention this bed fishing rule and that it is illegal. And this book was written in 1948 or 1949. So that that rule's been on the book for a long time. They will, you are not allowed to catch a fish off the bed in Pennsylvania. And most states take care of this problem by setting the fishing season late enough uh, that the, the spawning is is over but uh in pennsylvania they're gonna double dog take care of that by prohibiting you from making multiple casts to a a nest very interesting with a smallmouth all a lot of the times all you need is one cast (laughs) yeah they're they're a lot more aggressive than a large mouth but they're also it's also a lot deeper uh typically this the nests are a lot deeper and it's a lot more challenging maybe to get a bait right on top of it uh, because it is so deep and the bait drifts or whatever, but there you go. They've made it illegal. <laughs> yep. Wisconsin. That's the next one. And, uh, Wisconsin, uh, for, for our buddy, Nathan Benson, our, our engineer born in Wisconsin, the dairy state yep. and, and, uh, our buddy stump Jack. Uh, so Wisconsin recognizes Dave. hooks. Wisconsin recognizes hooks in line for weight records and live release for length records. Again, like the other states that that do that. Uh, And alternate methods uh, that consist of spear, bow and arrow, crossbow uh, for uh, these other alternate records. Uh, There is no alternate method records used for bass. So I guess that that would be either, you know, hook and line for weight and, uh, and release for length. Yeah. But, but it is legal to take bass apparently by these alternate methods, spear, bow and arrow or crossbow. It's just, they don't have records on the books for them right now. From what I can gather, that's the, yeah. the distinction at the moment. Uh, now, there are several I, I states also, like that. I also know that, that Dave, our buddy, uh, actually does spearfish sturgeon, um, up there. And so they'll wait to the, the ice forms and, uh, and they'll sit above a hole in the ice for extended amounts of times, waiting for a sturgeon to swim past their hole and they'll drop a spear. And I know his daughter got a big sturgeon that way a few years ago. So maybe Dave can say in the comments, you know, what this uh, crazy rule is. Now, speaking Educate of states a with a lot bit. of ice, um, let's take us to, let's take it to North Dakota. Um, they've got a couple of categories. They've got a hook and line category, and they've got an archery category. But the archery part is for non-game fish only. Um, game fish may not be taken by bow and arrow or by spear, but you can 
underwater spearfish for largemouth bass, but get this, Terry, not smallmouth bass. You can only use an underwater spear gun for largemouths, not for smallmouths. Harden would have had a hell of a time. He would have been totally, totally <laughs> Think about confused. that. He would have been, yeah, that would have been an awkward situation for him. Uh, Walter Harden would be doing time in North Dakota because yeah, that would. would have been that would have been more than he could handle, I'm sure. Uh, go back and listen uh, to Walter Harden and the Florida smallmouth bass world record, folks. One of our it just you know, wasn't first... world record; it was world records plural. Yeah, he was. This guy was was probably the greatest record bass angler of all time, Walter Harden. Of Pennsylvania uh, fishing in Florida, check it out. It's a it's a good yeah. show. Yep, it's a good show. All let's right. get away from the ice for a moment. Yeah, let's go to Mississippi, uh, where our, our, our good buddy Spooky Mike lives. Spooky uh, Mike Davis, a... Spooky Mike, Jiggy Mike, Iron Mike. Yep, and and Mike was on the show with us uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, talking to us about the uh, the, the Anthony Denny state record, uh, but. Let's get onto some of these records here, or the rules for the records. And, and it, Mississippi Records uh, recognizes rod and reel uh, and fly fishing categories. Uh, and they state that game fish may only be taken by hook in line with one or more hooks. Now, how many hooks does that? Is that 50 hooks? Is it, you know, three hooks? And is it three treble hooks or three single hooks? I, I don't know. Uh, and that is uh, including rod reel with an artificial bait, uh, trot lines, trowel lines, or throw lines, excuse throw me, lines, yeah. uh, limb lines, set hooks, free-floating fishing devices, i.e. jugs or, or pool noodles, which is a lot of people use pool noodles these days for, uh, for jug fishing, and yo-yos. Uh, are we talking Duncan yo-yos? Are we going to, you know... You know what we're talking about. Or, right? or what? No, I don't. Maybe, What's a yo-yo? Okay. Maybe, maybe no, it's a similar thing. Okay, a yo-yo looks a lot like the conventional Duncan yo-yo. Imagine... And what it really is, is like a like the spool you would put your, your ID card on if you need to pull it out and pass it over a sensor you know some people put them on one of those those uh coil <laughs> things yeah exactly yeah. exactly well in, in 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 the south anyway when i was growing up that would be called a yo-yo and, and what happens is it's got a trigger when when something put, you'd put it on a limb or hang it on a, a limb or something like that or a jug perhaps and what happens is the fish hits the fish strikes and pulls, and that triggers the yo-yo to reel itself up. Oh. And so it, it it's like having a, an electric reel right on your on your deal there. So uh, that's wow. how that works. So and it's called a yo-yo because it it does have that that yo-yo effect. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it's I, I've never fished that way, but I've certainly seen that equipment and. And and know people who who used to do that. Never heard of it. I learned something new today. There you go, uh, Illinois Terry, Illinois. And uh, quoting here: Any individual possessing a valid sport fishing license may take aquatic life by hand, or may use pole and line, bank pole and line, throw line, trot line, buoyed ganging devices, or other legal <laughs> devices 
not exceeding 50 hooks in the aggregate. <laughs> so in Illinois, you can do pretty much what you want. As long as you don't have more than 50 hooks out there. Um, and you know, I guess umbrella rigs or a rigs are, you know, no problem. <laughs> I guess so. I guess this would, would cover umbrella rigs. And you know, it's interesting. A, a lot of these state regulations, not a lot, but a few of these state regulations call them Alabama rigs by name. So that means that these, these states have altered their, their regulations within the last, uh, 10 or 12 years when the Alabama rig yeah. really came to prominence. Um, yep. but you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Terry, one of the reasons I wanted to dig into this, I was curious about the regs and attitude toward a cane pole and whether or not a, a cane pole would be legal for catching a record fish. And, and what I've come to understand from reading so many regs now is that in almost every state, a cane pole is a legit sporting method to catch a fish. And I'm yeah. glad for that. I'm glad for that for a couple of reasons. Uh, although a few states do require a reel, and they mention a reel specifically, most do not. And and although I don't think uh, a cane pole is typically the way I want to go, I think when D. Thomas was Thule dipping, he was sport fishing. I think when uh, oh, yeah. when Tenkara anglers, which is basically just fly fishing without a reel, those guys yep. are certainly sport fishing. So I think it's only fair and appropriate that a cane pole or a tanker rod or a Thule dipping rod circa 1968 D Thomas. I think yep. that's sport fishing and I like it. Yeah. I, you know, I would agree with it hundred percent. But the other thing that that's cool about the cane pole, it may not have been, I mean, I, I didn't see any cane poles growing up in the West, but it's a huge thing here in the South still. Oh yeah, uh, and 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 many kids start out with a cane pole. I did. And, I started with the cane pole. And could you imagine a kid catching a a record crappie or a record bluegill on a cane pole and not having it recognized because it was caught on a cane pole? That would be horrible. Uh, In a lot of ways, you have a lot more advantages with a rod and reel than a person does with a cane pole. I mean, if a record fish oh, grabs your bait and you've got it on a, a cane pole or a tenkara rod, yeah. you have almost no chance yeah, of catching that fish. No, yeah. that's absolutely right. Unless you have 65-pound takes... braid on there, you're probably right, not going to put that fish <laughs> on the bank or in the boat. No, and, and the tenkara rods, uh, I mean, that is true sport fishing. I mean, it's they're using a lot of the times it's just a flat one pound or two pound test on this eight to 13 foot rod. Um, and you don't have, there's no drag. There's you're relying on the, the action of that rod to, to, to keep the fish pinned and the line not to break. It's, it's, uh, it's essentially a cane pull. I've got a couple of tank rods and uh, yeah. it's a lot of fun. It, it's a cool yeah. thing. Yep. All right, you got you got a fun one to uh, yeah. wrap up this episode here. The last the last one, and, and Andy Williamson up in South Dakota is going to love this um, because we're going to South Dakota, Andy. Uh, the state record or the state recognizes a bow fishing record for largemouth bass, and uh, the biggest one is uh, two pounds five ounces, caught in July of this year, twenty twenty three. 
the state also shame has, on you, shame <laughs> on you, South Dakota, has an unrestricted category for fish taken by any legal means other than hook and line or bow fishing, uh, and it includes set line and snagging. Uh, does it include gr little green grenades? Frog I think yeah, it grenades? includes, it includes uh, grenades. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I wow. Think I mean, drone uh, uh, drone strafing is a category yeah. in South Dakota. Exactly. I you know drone fishing. I mean, that's you know there's people in Hawaii that are that are using drones to and 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 on the East Coast they're using drones to take their bait out 400 yards and 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 getting fish off the surf that have never seen you know a lure before or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got an explosives license in South Dakota, does that make it legal for you? <laughs> well, it's, to it's use probably explosives? not quite, it's probably not quite that bad, but, but tell them about the unrestricted oh. category smallmouth. Yeah. Okay. So we got a, a currently recognized a smallmouth bass weighing six pounds, one ounce as the current state record in the, or state record in the unrestricted category. And that fish was speared in 2016. God, are we cavemen or what? I mean, again, I, I got no smally. problem. That's I got no problem with them <laughs> killing these fish and catching them by any means necessary. Because, hey, fishing for some people is a subsistence activity. It's not yeah. a sporting activity. It's, it's used to put food on the table. And I respect that. Um, yeah. But let's not call it sport fishing and put them in some kind of record book. No, uh -uh. Let's, yeah, I let's, agree with that. Now, that's too far. There, there are you know quite a few uh, native uh, uh, reservations up there, and and maybe they're maybe the rules have been written for them, so they've got something to shoot for. Literally, uh, these these uh, regulations that we have been uh, telling you all about on this program are are statewide, or at least beyond simply one or two bodies of water. These are, mm -hmm. are by and large statewide. And, uh, and by, by, by the way, the most challenging state to, to look into the state regs and stuff, I think was Montana, which divides its state into three regions. And in each of those regions is a nightmare to figure out. So thank you, Montana, for that. Well, not only do you have Mont so one of those reasons is Yellowstone National Park, right? I'm sure, and, and that's that is the most confusing uh, of all the regulations that I've ever had to deal with because it every single river and creek in that national park has different regs, and they even break it down into headwaters. Uh, I mean, it's. You could be fishing, you know, this stretch of the, the you know, whatever, um, the fire hole or whatever, and then you go 30 yards that way and you've got to be paying attention to different regulations on the same body of water. I mean, it just, I fished Yellowstone like three times and I just gave up because it was just too much of a pain in the butt to, to understand what the hell would keep me out Very of Very confusing. Yep. Well, Dr. Batisi, this has been a strange episode of the big bass podcast but i think that that gives you all some insight and if i if we didn't mention your state uh apologies on that but that just means that your state is not wildly off the mark 
Uh, any any state that did not get take that mentioned, as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, take it as a compliment. I didn't think you were so far out in left field that that it needed to be a spotlight put on it. Um, we'll probably revisit this because there are some interesting other rules out there. Texas has a rule that I actually like. They have state records for fish from public waters and state records on fish from private waters. And I think that's kind of interesting. I'm not because because that's that's a uh, always an interesting uh, dilemma. Do you recognize yep. a fish from private water? Texas has kind of got that that figured out. So kudos to the Lone Star State. But uh, I think it's time to slam the door, Terry, on this episode of the Big Bass Podcast. Thank you, folks, for joining us. We know your time is valuable. We really appreciate your spending some of it with us. If you enjoyed the show, please hit the like and subscribe buttons. We hear that means a lot. And if you really liked it, if you thought this was great and perhaps the finest dialogue you've ever heard in the history of of humankind, uh, share it with your friends. That would help us even more. Uh, You know, these algorithms that that determine a lot about how far our reach can go uh, are beyond my understanding. Terry, I'm sure, has tremendous grasp on them, and Nathan knows everything, but I know nothing. But anything like that is going to help us a lot. We really want to grow the show, and it's been a challenge. If you're a Big Bass junkie, check out our website, thebigbasspodcast.com. You're going to find our Big Bass Podcast calculator there. It's good for bass over 14 and a half pounds, so you got to step up your game to plug in some numbers on that, created by none other than Dr. Terry J. Battisti. And we have lists of state record largemouth, smallmouth, and spotted bass on the site as well. If you want to contact us, you can reach us via email at ken at thebigbasspodcast.com, terry at thebigbasspodcast.com, and nathan at thebigbasspodcast.com. Please join us again next week. We will bring you another story about another big bass or something to do with the world of bass fishing that you will not and cannot find anywhere else. What do they need to remember, Terry? Size matters.